awakened spirits of the walls and beyond. I tell my tale as a warning, in case this too should happen to you. I can only hope it doesn't. One night many years ago, I was working alone in the Playhouse Theatre. Back then, it was not the building you would find yourself in today. A lot has changed since it was renovated. During my time, the place was literally falling apart, but there were never any shortages of plays and performances. And despite its decaying around me, I find it a wonderful place to work. There was an old charm in its walls, a place filled with character. However, a sense of darkness lingered. There is more to this old edifice than meets the eye. On this particular cold, crisp, dry night in November, I had just finished in the upstairs office. I could hear the sounds of the city in the distance, at that time a place still divided by conflict. I was the last one in the building. I had made my way down through the empty stairway to the main front door, only to discover it closed and bolted. I remember hearing the building creak and moan, and I felt a sense of terror rise up within me. I knew the only other way out was through the stage door, so I made my way up to the theatre level to get to the back stairs. I had to walk through the theatre itself and onto the stage to get to the green room. What it must be like for all those actors and musicians to be on that stage and have all those eyes on you. Now I knew what it was like, as I felt as though I was being watched. As I made my way through the green room, past old bits of furniture and over dusty floorboards, I heard the groan of a soft wind whistle around outside. I got onto the back stairs, now only lit by the spill of moonlight that oozed in through the stained glass window. I made my way down to the bottom and tried the stage door, but I could not get it open. Louisa. I spun around in sheer panic. Someone had called my name. It was a woman's voice, yet it seemed almost childlike. My heart was beating so fast in my chest, I wondered for a second if it might stop. Louisa. This time closer and from above me, Suddenly, a sense of relief washed over me as I realised I wasn't the only one in the building. It had to be someone looking for me as they realised I was locked in here. There was an old torch sitting by the stage door, so I grabbed it and made my way back upstairs again. Louisa. This voice called again. I shone the torch up to the top floor where the kitchen and office were and could see nothing. Hello? I shouted back torch began to flicker. Within a split second, I felt the hallway I was stood in turn to ice and could hear what sounded like a soft wind behind me. The hairs rose on the back of my neck. Louisa. The voice whispered from behind me. It was a cold voice with much disdain in its tone. I tried to scream in terror, but no sound escaped past my lips. I knew I had to get out of here, but I was frozen in panic. Just at that from behind me, I heard what sounded like young girls giggling and laughing. This was a school, I thought. I knew that back in the early 1900s, this building was originally a school for young girls. 
and this made me begin to quiver with unimaginable dread. I turned around, shining the torch in that direction, only to see something speed past me and into the next corridor that just ran alongside the theatre. Enough was enough. I bounded down the stairs as quick as I could. I was running so fast, I was taking two or three steps at a time. The back door. It was my only chance. The back door led into an outdoor courtyard that linked the playhouse building to the main convent on Pump Street. There was no way onto the main street from here, but I figured it was better than staying inside with whoever or whatever was in there. Suddenly I saw a light from the back doorway of the convent. I was taken aback as the store had been boarded up for years, but now it lay open and a white illumination shone from inside. Hello? I could hear voices and decided they were my only chance to get out. I ran into the doorway and down a set of steps which led into a sort of basement with three separate rooms. Hello? I shouted again. The light faded away and I found myself standing in complete darkness. Then it began to surround me again, this time faster, that icy cold presence. No, I can't stay here. I can't. From the floor above me, I heard running footsteps. Can't be the only one in here. I ran out of the basement room and up the steps and onto the next set of stairs. I remember passing a dead pigeon on one of the steps, one eye still opened wide, as if the last thing it had seen was from hell itself. I could see the light again from one of the rooms. Hello? Help? I heard a voice shout back. Hello? Help? I'm definitely not on my own. I ran into the room, but there was no one to be found. The room was completely empty and stripped of furniture. Cracked floorboards and paint curling off the walls was all that remained, except for an old fireplace with a crucifix hanging on the wall above it. Louisa. The woman's voice cried again, this time from the floor above me. I darted out of the room and ran up the next two sets of stairs to the next floor. There was the light peeking through the crack in the doorway from within this fastness. I pushed the door open slowly, only to see the light fade away to nothing, like watching a star die from the other end of this long, spacious room. I switched on the torch I had held in my hand. I dare not let it go. I shone its dying beam across this massive room, nothing in it but pieces of old paper covered in dust strewn about the floor. Like the room below, all that remained on one of the walls was a single crucifix. This room was longer, though, and stretched the entire length of the building. I then realized that I was standing in the old refectory. Hello? I was so scared I could only speak in a whisper. My throat was so dry. From the far corner, I heard that familiar sound of a guard giggling. I shone the torch. There was nothing. Then from outside on the hallway from the top floor, the sound of heavy footsteps began to descend the staircase. Each step sent a shockwave through the building, they were that hefty. My thoughts raced a mile a minute as I tried to make sense of this. The footsteps were getting louder and closer, then the only other logical explanation entered my mind. Is this a trap? The church bells began to ring out. At first I thought it was coming from the nearby Cathedral of St. Columns. It had to be, but it was far too loud. It seemed to grow louder and louder so much to the point that I considered if it was inside my head. They're messing with me. 
Suddenly, the sound of the bell seemed to fade out, only to be replaced with the eeriest sound I'd ever heard. The sound of a hundred nuns chanting in unison. It was coming from the courtyard. The refectory began to be filled with an orange glow, as if the room had caught fire, and yet there was no flames. I slowly walked to the window and looked down into the yard, only to be witness to one of the most sinister and unearthly sights I would ever see. These hundred nuns, if not more, stood together, each holding a burning candle with two hands close to their chests. They all sang in unison together, but it was not a chant of the Sisters in Mercy, but rather a song sung by the Brides of Satan. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. I began to pray in sheer terror. Each of them stared toward me, no faces. Not one of them had a recognizable feature beneath their wimples. Just a void of seething black. I was frozen to the spot. I tried to breathe but couldn't as my blood ran cold and turned to ice. Suddenly, I felt that cold air on the back of my neck and then I heard it. A harsh breath and a voice. I looked up and caught my reflection in the window just as she came right up behind me. Where her face should have been was nothing more than a black nothingness. She let out the most blood-curdling scream and I felt myself being pushed violently. I went straight through the glass, head first. I remember hitting the ground and the most unbearable pain shot through my body. I gasped for air but could take none in. As I lay there with the blood spilling from my head and my bones twisted and mangled, the hundred nuns now stood in silence looking right at me, their cold, unseen eyes piercing through my very soul. I tried to move, but my body was paralyzed. As I grew colder and colder, they began to whisper something in a language I had never heard before. I grew more and more frightened. The whispering grew louder and faster. I felt the life leaving my body. My sight began to grow darker, and I felt nothing. I opened my eyes, and there I was in the courtyard, alone. The pain was gone, and so were the nuns. And there I was, cold and lifeless on the ground, in a pool of blood surrounded by shards of glass. They found my body the next morning, and it's still said today that my death was the result of a freak accident. I can never leave. Little did I know that night I'd be locked in forever. I'm trapped within these walls until the end of time. So tread carefully. Don't let her lure you in here so she can take your life too. Or she will never stop. If ever you walk the walls past the playhouse at night, be vigilant and look up. Who knows? Maybe you'll see me, as I can see you now. The Faceless Nun was written by Michal McDade, performed by Kiva Sweeney, additional voices by Lisa McLaughlin and Ellie Doherty, original music by Colin Norby, sound design by Brogan Wakeley. Thank you for listening to Awakened Spirits of the Walls and Beyond.